turning symptoms on and off. As if it were to be a light switch. Do you think that's possible? During my years of struggle, I never thought that such a thing could be possible. But after helping hundreds of people and really trying to figure out the most effective tools that are there, I have discovered that I was wrong. It is indeed possible. Welcome back to the podcast. And yes, it has been quite a while. Because I was really busy. The people that I worked with in coaching sessions, we really had amazing results. And the word spread like fire. Suddenly I was fully booked, receiving dozens of very long emails every day. And I noticed that I was getting a little bit stressed with all of it. Hardly having time for myself. So I took a break, I took a holiday. And as well before, I always had the feeling that I needed to make some sort of advertisement for the things that I was, you know, I was doing because I did not, I did have some clients, but no, I was not really fully booked or something. So I had to maybe the illusion that I had to make some advertisement and every once in a while, a YouTube movie or a podcast to, you know, to bring in some, some clients, but this is no longer the case. Um, I don't have to do anything anymore. Clients will just keep on coming because what we have discovered is truly amazing. Something that I wish to have discovered many, many years ago when I was in bed. Turning the symptoms on and off. And this might sound, this might sound crazy. And it, of course, it's not possible for everybody. Because sometimes when we dive in and really use the, the most effective tools to release the underlying stress that is causing the brain to freak out and create symptoms. Luckily, I don't use this tool in every coaching session because some people are not prepared for it. And what happens if you're not prepared for it? Then the brain is going to freak out even more and we can amplify the symptoms. Suddenly you have all kinds of symptoms that you've never um, well, that you've never had before. And these are all then the mind-body symptoms. And the funny thing is that when you have this mind-body symptoms, you might think that it's really overwhelming. Something must be terribly wrong. According to Steve Ozenich from The Great Pain Deception, these kind of symptoms are the worst possible uh, things, or pains or symptoms, that a human being can experience. They are, for example, more extreme than the pain symptoms that people with mind-body symptoms have as well. The pain that you usually have when you, for example, cut your finger is created in the brain to give you a warning, a sign of protection to don't use that finger anymore for a while, to let it heal so that you can use it again. And normally this pain slowly fades away. But then there are a kind of symptoms that don't fade away. But they just come and go or they stay uh, the same for weeks or months in a row. And sometimes you have nothing and then suddenly you, you think about a stressor unconsciously. And suddenly the pain is like rampant. 
and by diving into the underlying stressor that is causing the brain to freak out, we're going to have to access the stress that is in the unconscious body and you can find this stress on your organs. A slight tension, a slight feeling, uh, maybe something squeezing, maybe a stone, maybe some sort of a tornado wind in your chest. These are the kind of stressors that we don't feel anymore because we have learned the brain to filter it away from our conscious attention and therefore the brain is doing that. And after a while, I'd say two decades, of conditioning yourself this way, you can't feel these stressors any longer in your body, but they are there. And it's a bit like the fridge, because I dislike fridges. I think they're annoying. Maybe there are some really high quality fridges, but I usually tend to have fridges that make a lot of noise. But after a while, you don't, you don't hear it anymore. And the same counts for the stress that is in your body. But by focusing your attention to that point, to that stress or to the sound of the fridge, you can become slightly aware of it in the beginning. And maybe you just feel an uncomfortable sensation that you normally dismiss in your upper body. And by upper body, I don't mean the arms, the legs, the head. And if I can push you through this and make you connect intuitively with your own stress, something that you don't know that's there, you can expect an increase in symptoms. The body is like, no, no, don't go there. Why do you go there? Make sure you're really tired. This helped the last time. Oh, I'm, so, I'm suddenly so exhausted. This must have been really heavy for my symptom. I must have run out of spoons because I'm a spoonie. The body makes you really tired. You withdraw, eerily, wanting to go away. And the protection mechanism from the brain worked. And after two, three days, maybe, or for some people this causes, uh, this, this takes a week, the brain will calm down and your symptoms, will, your symptoms will gradually dissolve. So this is the worst case scenario in my healing uh, approach. So what we do is we push through. We want to get you a release. And this can be a release in the form of uh, vomiting, puking, I think the most uh, extreme uh, ones uh, in the beginning. <laughs> Shivering, shaking, screaming, crying, and then the most pleasant one, laughing. And after that, you feel amazing. The symptoms are no longer needed because it's no longer there. So there's nothing that you need to be protected from. And this is what I mean with turning the symptoms on and off. And it's amazing. That doesn't mean that it's gone forever. And it doesn't mean that everyone can do this in the beginning. Because people need to do some exercises to, to get used of the underlying stressor. And usually I can find the underlying stressor really fast. Just a few questions. And I have already an idea of the things that you're not telling me. And then you can do maybe one, one month of preparation. 
and that makes you able to go through. Because otherwise, if we can't do that, the, sim the body is going to react like crazy, creating all kinds of symptoms. But even if that is not working, there are more tools to squeeze it out of your body. And I can't say this, these tools right now. Not that I want to keep it a secret because everything is openly available on my, on my website. But I can't say it and I can't even put it on the website yet because if you are going to apply these tools unprepared, you're in for a nightmare. Your symptoms will go crazy. And if you don't have any um, way of, of dealing with this and you're still very scared of the symptoms and you're freaked out, then that fear and that being freaked out is causing more stress, is causing more yeah, more symptoms as well. So then you're in a downward spiral. But for the ones who have had already some success with releasing some minor stressors and having experienced the up and down effect that we're aiming for, then you can do that. And you can laugh about your symptoms. Oh, my brain is trying to protect me now from the feeling that I already know that's there, but I, okay, I can't feel it properly yet because of 20 years of conditioning. But I'll just push through. I'm going to, I'm going for it. I'm going to feel that stressor. And you can scream at me all you want. And with the more extreme tools, even the ones that are prepared, that have done a month of preparation, uh, let's say, uh, we can apply more extreme tools. But these extreme tools will set off a roller coaster with the most craziest kinds of symptoms that your body can come up with. And if this doesn't work, then immediately something else can work. And if that doesn't work, maybe nausea, maybe dizziness, maybe vertigo, um, you name it. The body can create it all because it's all created in the brain anyway. But usually it does that from, you know, like, a, like let's say you, you cut your finger. But this time you don't cut your finger. This time you stumble upon a big stressor that you weren't able to deal with at the time. And many years later, you're still not able to deal with it. But actually you can, especially with the help of the online program and the coaching, we can go really deep. Yesterday I've spoken to a man who is severely bedbound and he made some improvement and that he talks about, you know, the good days and the bad days. And he wanted to have more good days. So he's really careful on the good days to not have a bad day. And I told him that this is actually not the approach that I'm working with. I want to radically reduce your good days because it is the bad days that are the most important for me. Especially during a coaching, I would love to, to, to coach you and to guide you through a crash. But since the symptoms are so severe and you really think that there's something wrong with you, like mitochondrial damage or something, or a viral load or blah, blah, blah. This uh, is usually not something that you would want to do. So many people then uh, send me an email and tell me that they, that they are you know, too tired to do, for, to do a coaching. But it is the bad days that are really important. If you wake up in the morning 
feeling bad, then that's when you need to do the work. And maybe you can release the crash and the so-called mitochondrial damage that is there for the rest of your life in, let's say, 20 minutes. And sometimes it doesn't work, but maybe you need an hour, maybe you need two days. But eventually you will release the stressor and have a really big release symptom. And after that release, you're going to feel amazing. I remember a few years ago when I was uh, with my girlfriend on the beach and I had these in, these annoying relapses and they drove, they drive me mad. I hated it. So I was there on the beach and I woke up that morning after a really good day before with symptoms like a minor crash or something. And so we, we went to the beach anyway and we started diving into what possible techniques could we apply. And she made me feel all of it. And I had a really big release. I cried for almost an hour, I think. And after that, I felt so amazing. And I didn't need to sleep that next night because I just had so much energy. So the, the theory of being a spoonie is, is incorrect. And the theory of the mitochondrial damage is incorrect. And we might believe scientists because, you know, they are also just doing whatever they can to figure it out. But as long as they have never guided anyone through such a mind-body symptom and helped them to go to the other side, I don't think they have the right to express their opinions. So after a really bad day then, or a bad few hours we do a release or you do it or we do it together in coaching but I'm not always available so hopefully you do it maybe you have the help of someone or maybe you can use the online tools and hopefully you have done the preparation work and you can go all in and it doesn't always it's not like 100% of the time this work but let's say 80% or 70% that's good enough and you feel better. That's amazing. So we've radically reduced the number of bad days. Because if you're just waiting for your system to calm down or applying calming down methods, then you're, um, you're stuck. And every day that you're able to go back to life or enjoy life, let's say, is, well, one day further ahead in the future. So we really need to require, especially on the bad days, the courage to go deep and release the underlying stress. But then on a good day after that, or let's say the rest of the day is great, I want you to enjoy your day as much as you can. And it doesn't mean that you apply coping mechanisms and be stressed and and push yourself to things that you don't want to do, but you feel that, they, that you need to do it from because of underlying stressors that are still inside of your body. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that you become really quiet in your head and really start to enjoy being, being yourself, breathing through your body. And the funny thing is that when you do that, you're going to give the body the sensation that you're really in a good space, you're safe, 
you're doing amazing. And the body thinks then, okay, wow, you're so relaxed, maybe you fall asleep. And then in the middle of the night, the body wants to let go of other stress. And that is going to come up, attach themselves to your organs. Maybe you've been triggered by something as well during, during the day. And then you wake up with symptoms again. And then you think, this is not working, or I'm still sick, which you are not. But then, this is exactly what I want to be, what I want to happen. Preferably, every day you do a release, or let's say every two or three days. Because then you're really making distance in your healing journey. Get this stressor out. Get that stressor out. Release this. And every time you, f you become lighter and lighter. And because the, the stressors that are in your body, let's say from a spiritual, spiritual perspective, they are very low energies. So by releasing the low energies, you're raising your vibration. Some people ask me then, oh my God, there is so much rage or fear inside of my body, but I don't want to occupy with, my, with myself with that because I believe in the law of attraction. And I might attract a life that I don't want. And that's what they're saying. Well, they already have the life that they don't want. Because it's not really what you're thinking about. Because you're only aware of a tiny fraction of everything that is going on in your body. Because you're not even, you were not even aware of all the stressors that you carried along with you for 20 years. So I say that these, these triggers, or let's say these stressors in your body... They are the ones that are causing you to create things that you don't want to want to have. And by actively working with it, let's say 20 minutes per stressor, or let's say an hour if it's a really difficult one, or let's say three hours, or maybe it doesn't, you know, lots of things are possible. Maybe it doesn't go out at once. Maybe you release only half of it. So by doing that, you make your body lighter. And after every release, you're going to feel better. Isn't that amazing? So it's, um, it's a wave pattern, and that is really important to know. And your body is used uh, coming up with protection slash distraction symptoms to protect you from your stressors. And if a certain symptom does not work anymore, your body is going to try and find another one, or another one, or a more extreme one. But this is the phase that is really difficult for a lot of people. Yesterday I did the work, I felt amazing, but today I woke up feeling like shit. How come? Or this is really crazy, really intense, this is real, there must be something wrong with me. So that's the purpose of these mind-body symptoms, to make you feel that way. But don't fall into this trap. Keep on releasing. Because every second that you waste with these kind of thoughts is a second that your healing is a little bit more in the future. And I saw a, a funny question, for me it was funny, about what healing really is. Can I still climb the Himalaya and run marathons after I'm healed? <laughs> and that's a really funny question. Because the answer is yes, but also the answer is no. 
So you could do it physically, but you don't want to do it anymore <laughs> because there is no purpose to put your body to extremes because you already feel amazing. And it's not anymore about what you accomplish because your accomplishments are not in the future, but they are already in the present moment, which is feeling good, feeling worthy, not needing stress hormones. So there, yeah, of course, there is a phase where you need to rehab from your stress hormone addiction. And your stress hormone addiction is coming from trying to cope with the stressors that were always in your body. So uh, that, that's a coping mechanism. They resemble fight, flight, and height. That's exactly uh, what the nervous system, uh, system, you know, the fight or flight mode does. But then you are always fight, flight, or hiding from yourself, your stressor. And you can project your stressor or the feelings that you have in your body on the external world and think that maybe I'll receive something when I do this. Or maybe I'll, I'll be worthy when I have an amazing body. Or maybe uh, people would like me if I would climb a very high mountain. But after healing, you don't have these stressors anymore in your body. So why would you want to cope with them? There is no point. It's a bit like the story of the butterfly. What if the butterfly would still want to crawl like a caterpillar? And maybe he even cuts off his own wings. <laughs> I want to be a caterpillar. I want to eat food like a crazy man and crawl my way through life. But suddenly, you know, you notice that there actually are indeed beautiful wings and that you're so light and you can fly. So what does it mean to be fully healed? And my, my answer must be that I don't have a clue. And now you're thinking that he was not healed. He must have still have symptoms. And the answer is no. I haven't had any symptom in a very long while, in a very long time. I'm pretty fit, but I'm also really lazy. So, but I keep on healing because once the big stressors are out of your body, there is still um, a need to learn how to live again and not fall into traps of being stressed of, or spending time with people that drain you, that want something from you, that manipulates you maybe for positive energy or negative energy or for your attention. So I don't know what it is exactly like because I still make sometimes mistakes. But I noticed that the mind is getting quieter and quieter. And this is really is a research project. How beautiful can life be? And how much of the truth can I see within myself? How much do I enjoy my own company? 
or do I still need distractions and stress hormones? And catching yourself, because when you're dealing with this society, sometimes it's hard to maintain your, well, let's say, level of consciousness or your frequency or your peace. It's not always easy. But life is getting more beautiful and more beautiful. And if everyone were to be healed, then our society would be completely the opposite of what it is now. We would do things from abundance, from lightness, from joy. Really slow and calm. We're not in a hurry. We talk slowly or don't talk at all. Silence is golden. And speaking can only sometimes corrupt that beautiful silence. Everyone who's been on a silent retreat knows exactly what I'm talking about. Still, sometimes we have the urge to, to talk. But why? Maybe we want something from the other. Or maybe it's just a habit, something that we've learned in childhood. Can we break these patterns? So what does true healing mean for you? Do you still want to climb the Himalaya and run marathons? Or do you have another idea? Let me know. And uh, I wish you a beautiful rest of the day. I hope you like the new intro and I hope you like the new outro. Bye.